This is the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by Everbank. I'm J.P. Shadrick with the best of the week from Jaguars Radio, Jaguars.com, and Jags YouTube. The Jaguars visit the Indianapolis Colts in week one. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence has weapons all over the field, but he isn't worried about receivers clamoring for touches. That's big. I think it takes a lot of pressure off me. You know, that's one less thing to worry about because that that's a real thing, you know, guys and, you know, certain teams and positions that, you know, they want – not that they're not that they don't care about winning, but they're they also really care about you know getting their getting their touches, getting the ball, getting their stats, and of course we all want to we all want to have good stats. And we want to play well. Like that's that'd be ideal. You do that and win the game. But when we're talking about guys, like you should always if if you win the game, doesn't really matter what your stat line is. Even if you have one catch, no catches. If I you know threw a pick, threw two picks, and we win. Obviously, I'm not going to be happy with my performance, but I'm going to celebrate with the team. I'm going to be happy we won the game. That's what this league's about. It's hard to win. So when you find ways to win, you know, that's that's the cool thing about our team is we enjoy it. You know, we we understand that it's hard to win and we have that perspective of it's not really about personal stats, individual stats. It's about the team and, you know, but with that, you know, guys take pride in their performance. So I think there's a fine line. You don't want to, you're not happy with, uh, you know, mediocrity. Like you want to play well and you want to, put your best stuff out there, but there's a fine line for sure. You said earlier that it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks about or what the outside perceptions are or what have you. So do you, do you is there not any kind of feeling in the locker room? Obviously, the Jaguars are getting a lot of good, positive attention here in the preseason. Would you almost rather not, would you rather be under the radar instead of having people acknowledging, hey, the Jags, this is a, this is a Super Bowl contending team? I don't really care, to be honest. You know, I think it's, I think it's more dangerous to have people praising you than than to not have any expectations. But with the group we have, it doesn't worry me at all. I mean, I think we we know how to work, come to work every day with the same mindset. Um, but that's the biggest thing is that's why I don't really. Everyone always asks about expectations and how you deal with them. I'm like, you don't really deal with them. You just don't listen to them. Like, what well, does it matter what you know this guy said over here? He's not in our locker room. He's not a part of our team. And even if he said something good. We go out and lose Sunday. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, I told you they weren't gonna be." And I guess it doesn't really matter, you know, what people say or you know. So we just have to keep our ship tight, and I think that's the biggest thing that coach has done a good job of is is making sure we do that and and managing all those expectations because that's just it's they're not real. It's not a real thing, you know. We have to go play every Sunday and put our best foot forward, and you can't do that if you're listening to what other people are saying. The challenge of facing a defense week one. It's the same coordinator, maybe some new players out there for the Colts. Yeah, there's definitely some challenges, you know, facing these teams in the first two, three, four weeks of the season when there's not much tape out there. And it's, I'd say it's more challenging when it's a new coordinator and everything's changed. That's definitely more challenging. And, um, but same here with this, with this team, you got a lot of new players and uh, there's a little bit of preseason film, but you never know if, that's what they're going to do. Are they going to do more? Do they show something they're not going to do? Like who knows? And you got you got to go play the game. But I think obviously with this coordinator, Coach Bradley, he's done a great job in all the places he's been. You know, he does what he does. He has his system, and of course, he's going to have, I'm sure, some wrinkles and some new stuff. Being a division opponent, especially when we played them twice last year, but they're a really disciplined group. They do what they do. They do it well. Um, you know, that's kind of where he he makes his money is by doing that. And the guys are really well coached. They're in the right spot. So even if it's one of those things like even if you know what they're doing you still got to go beat them and vice versa 
if they know what we're doing, they still have to cover us, they still have to do all that. So I think that's how the game's played too. There's, you know, sometimes not as much trickery as you might think. Obviously, you're going to have some some plans and some secrets, some stuff up your sleeve. But um, at the end of the day, you know, you coach your guys to to do something and to you know play assignment football, and they do a really good job of that. So we got to go beat them. Offensive coordinator Press Taylor this week discussed the character they look for in players and much more. Yeah, that's one of the things we've talked about in front of our guys. We talk about it as a staff, but we talk about it to our guys. We believe that character is a competitive advantage. We have guys that have high character. We have guys that have high football character as well, and that our guys love to prepare. They love being in meetings. They love meeting on their own. They love practicing. And so we think that gives us, in a league of parity, some of an advantage of we know how these guys prepare and what they do. So we've invested in that. And we, we spend money to bring in guys. We spend time to research these guys' character, like we were talking about with Tank earlier, to research their football character, their personal character, because we feel like that adds to our building as a whole of the energy in the room, the energy in the building, and then the way these guys approach and the preparation they put in to get ready to play on a Sunday. We love a good comeback story, but how do you build early leads this year and avoid having to? If you score early and they don't, you build early leads. Uh, no, I mean, you always go out, every drive you're thinking you're going to score. So that, that's certainly a, a big part of it. Now, last year we felt like there were times we could move the ball early and we'd turn the ball over. That happened through the preseason as well. I mean, our starters had two drives to start the preseason. We turned the ball over on both of them. We threw an interception and we fumbled at the one. Now, they built the confidence that we moved the ball down to the one-yard line, but we obviously want to finish with points. And so that's a big part of it. But really it's, it's just understanding our plan, who's doing what, making sure we have the right plays, making sure everybody is prepared for the moment and as confident as possible and executing their job at a high level. There's no secret sauce. I think every team tries to go out and score early is generally the ultimate goal. Anton Garrison's about to make his first start. How did you see him develop over the course of training camp and then now going into week one? Similar to all our young guys, you just saw him get better every day. Obviously, he dealt with the shoulder injury early on and missed some days here and there. Um, but he's really taken to Phil's coaching, the guys around him, buying into the room and the, the, the culture the offensive line room it has itself. And it's, it's got to bring some comfort to him knowing you're standing there next to Brandon Sheriff. And, you know, the comfort of the communication from the guy next to you and relying on a guy to do his job so you know you can do your job. There's not – there shouldn't be any doubt in Anton's mind about the guy next to him knowing his job, doing his job at a high level. So, you know, we just want Anton to go out and play and, and do what we think he's capable of doing. Earlier in the week, wide receiver Christian Kirk explained how different this Jaguars offense could be. I would say there's some similarities, but it's different in a sense of just the way that we operate. Uh, you just feel the efficiency, the effectiveness, and everybody's on the same play, on the same page. Uh, kind of talked about it a lot, you know, this off season of being able to see, um, you know, tons of different looks and reps, and being able to get time on task, having a full, you know, season in this in this system. You know, you come in now, and it's kind of like you, you know it like the back of your hand. You know, you know what you can get, you know what works and what doesn't work, and you know what. Um, you know, we're trying to accomplish on each and every play. You know, that's a big part. Um, you know, you may have a route and a concept that you may think is, you know, a, a, a route that, you know, you're trying to get somebody else open or, you know, you're trying to, to do, you know, one thing, but it, it really has a, a great impact on, on what you're, you're trying to accomplish. So I think for all of us, we got more of a grasp on, on what we like to do and what we're good at. Some high expectations for the team this year. How do those feel heading into the year? Uh, you know, I think for us and, you know, my mentality behind it is 
we have to block all that out. Um, you know, now that's the difference is now there are expectations for us. Last year, there wasn't any expectations. So, you know, people kind of started raising eyebrows when we were winning games last year. Uh, now people are just going to expect us to do that. So, so for us, it's just going out there and, you know, playing to our standard and playing to, you know, our ability and just taking it one week at a time, you know, not being able to lose that edge and, and lose, you know, what got us to where we were last year. And wide receiver Calvin Ridley thinks they're going to be strong. Me personally, I think this offense is pretty good. I'm going to just be honest. We got a lot of great playmakers at every decision to me. I think it's just about believing and uh, coming together each week and practicing well with each other and being more tight as a group friends just to have each other's back and just to make those extra plays, being a stand in the moment. But like I said, I think it's just us getting on that field, just keep practicing, keep playing, and I think it's going to come to be something really nice towards the end. Now to defense. Middle linebacker Foye Aluika knows the continuity of the Jags' defense will be big for them. What to expect out of um, specific calls that we have, being able to play off of each other and uh, already knowing where my boy is, you know, even if I might be dropping this way, you know, my help might be to my left or something. Uh, just knowing where all the pieces fit on the field, I think it's going to be huge. And then, uh, you know, hurry up, obviously, being able to communicate with each, each other on the field, already knowing what to expect from each other out there. Just being able to play faster when we see a look. What's the, I guess, chess match like when you're going against a rookie quarterback? A lot of people talk about defenses being able to kind of take advantage of that. Do you mm -hmm. look at it that way where you've got a guy who's still learning, I guess, the NFL game? Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure as the game goes on or – you know, as the coaches scout them, um, we'll kind of try to see what a flaw might be. Um, a lot of times you get a rookie guy, you confuse him with looks, maybe bring some pressure from opposite where it looks like it's coming. See if he can pick up on that. Uh, obviously, he has great talent running the ball as well, you know, a strong arm as well. Um, so we'll see how to, how to combat that as the game goes on or going into the game. But we got to see, you know, kind of through film study, kind of through experience as the game goes, you know, what we can attack him with. Led the league in tackles back-to-back -back years. You trying to three-peat that? I'm trying to win as many games as possible. You know, if the ball leaks out or if I'm in my gap and stuff, you know, I make those tackles and I want to make more, obviously. Um, I want to not miss tackles. I want to make plays on the ball. I want to just win games, do whatever it takes to, to win games. And, you know, if, if God lets me be around the ball for tackles, um, that's how that goes. But uh, having a goal to, to lead the league in tackles, it's really just effort, just getting to the ball as much as possible when, when, when it – it's required. All the press conferences available on Jaguars.com and Jaguars YouTube. If you're a Jags fan who's always on the move, we've got the perfect plan for you. With the bundle at the bank, you can purchase tickets to three or more games starting at just 58 bucks per game. Get the flexibility you want for your time this fall. Visit Jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. In a moment, Pete Prisco and Tony Vaselli figure out a plan to slow down Anthony Richardson. Plus, wide receiver Zay Jones ahead of his second Jaguars season. All that after this. Jaguars fans, Everbank is building its future on the partnership and the performance you know and trust. Take advantage of high-yield savings solutions with Money Market, online savings, CDs, and more. Visit everbank.com slash Jaguars today for your financial advantage. Everbank, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Welcome back to the Jaguars broadcast weekend review podcast presented by Everbank and the 2023 season is finally here. Single game tickets are on sale now. Pick your favorite matchups. Get down to the bank to see the AFC South champions take the field this fall. Standing room tickets are available for the Chiefs game next week. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. Let's rewind now to Monday afternoon on Jaguars Happy Hour Radio. Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli, and I looked at plans to slow down Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson. They'll have a, a little bit of a test here week one with the mobility, at least, of Anthony Richardson. And uh, I guess the challenge this week is keeping him contained and, you know, forcing him to stand in there and make throws down the field. I mean, that that, that would be advantageous for the back end of the Jaguars defense, I would guess, right? Yeah, but it's also how are they going to use him? I mean, are they going to gimmick the whole offense up for him? Are they going to allow him to drop back and throw the football? That's the unknown with him. I would imagine they're going to use him in in the way they use Hurts in Philadelphia. But again, when you're a pass rusher in this with that style, Tony, you have to be a lot more disciplined in your, your rush up the field or else you could have problems. Yeah, I mean, you got to keep your lanes. You got to have your rush lanes. You, you hear a lot of teams talk about kind of a mush rush where you're just kind of forcing him to stay in the pocket and operate from the pocket. And not well, Jackson had a mush rush all last year. I don't think they want to do that again this year. <laughs> Pete, that's not very nice. But I do think – I mean, listen – He's an athletic, big, strong kid, big arm. If anything, the question about him is his accuracy. Um, you saw that um, at Florida, his limited time there. I, I think a great comparison is is Josh Allen. And, and I think what you saw in Josh Allen early in his career, because he was inaccurate at Wyoming, but it had all the tools. Um, and it took him time to get comfortable and reading defenses. And because remember, Pete, how inaccurate he was early. But he really, you know what? That was a perception of him at Wyoming. And I went back and I remember I went back and watched all his games on tape. And and one thing he had passes doinking off guys' faces and hand. He had terrible players at Wyoming. It was different. Not that not that Richardson had talented star receivers say, at Florida yeah, either. But yeah, but it's not like it's a little Richardson, different. It's a little different. But I get I, your I, point. I, it's a good comparable. Um, but all reports out of Indy, and this is was the word coming out of Florida. He's a great kid, smart, but you know, a loves ball like Jim Rat, and so he's gonna figure it out. I think he's going to be a good player. I do too. Um, and I think the question is, is how do they utilize him early to kind of get his feet wet and make sure he's comfortable? I think it's going to be what you said, Pete. A lot of Jalen Hurts. I think you're going to see read options. I think you're going to see a lot of you know, movement of the pocket. I think they're going to ask him to use his legs when he can. Um, And that creates a problem for a defense when you're that athletic, when you're that talented. And it changes how you rush. It changes, you know, what you want to do defensively, how aggressive you can be. I mean, heck, you play any man coverage and go after him and you miss him, he's off to the races and there's no one to go get him. And so I I would expect a lot of zone um, force him to – Do you spy him on – Third down passes, I, or is that? I don't. I don't think so, Pete. Not if you're going to play zone, right? I, you know, I think you know. I think you. I think you play good zone coverage. Well, they don't actually have receivers that scare you if you did match up with them in man to man either, though. No, but I think man to man, the the danger with man to man, then you back, better. Have, you're running. You turn with your him. back, and you better. 
he better have someone allocated for him then because if he breaks contain or gets out of that rush, see you later. Kid can- see, I, I think this is where Devin Lloyd's speed and his ability to be a better player than he was a year ago and understand the concepts of the defense will be in play big in this game, I think. That's just me. Jaguars Happy Hour airs Monday, 4 to 6 p.m. on 1010XL AM, Jaguars.com, and Jags YouTube. On the Doug Peterson Show Thursday night, how to craft a game plan with so many weapons at the coach's disposal, but also the defensive topic of the week, how to defend the Colts quarterback. You mentioned earlier about watching what he did in college. You watch what they did in Philadelphia, and you watch what you can in the preseason. I'm sure it's going to be a little stressful to figure out what they're going to do offensively, but the one thing that is for certain, you're going to see that RPO kind of uh, offense. Is that one of the most challenging offenses that linebackers face on a day-in, day-out basis? I mean, I never had to face that when I was playing linebacker, but I can't imagine. Is it a run? Is the quarterback going to keep it? Or is he going to pull it back out and throw the football? Right. It is a challenge. Um, you know, it takes a lot of discipline, a lot of eye discipline. Um, you know, our, our OP, RPO game, when we do it with Trevor and our guys, I mean, the defense can't be right. You know, the linebacker is going to try to make a play. Well, then he's out of his gap and we throw it in behind him. Or he he wants to stay in his gap. Well, now they're one man removed on defense, so it opens up a running lane. And you kind of block him without blocking him, you know, so to speak. And so it's a it's a challenge for your linebackers. It's a challenge. and they got to stay completely disciplined. And then once they, they key, once they diagnose, they have to run and react. And then they got to be good tacklers, you know, um, and, and to get the ball carrier on the ground and or the quarterback. It's the Doug Peterson Show, the first one of the regular season. All right, let's uh, turn it around. You mentioned the Jaguars offense and all the weaponry that's out there for you. Uh, it, I mean, it's, it's week one. It's like Christmas Day. What do you pick out from the tree first? Uh, how, do you, how do you narrow it down for a game plan in week one? You know, the thing that, that I've been real impressed with our guys, and there is talent on offense, is they're, they're very unselfish. They're very – team-oriented players it, it doesn't really matter whoever whoever's going to have the hot hand is going to have the hot hand it could be Christian for six or seven catches it could be Evan maybe it's Calvin maybe it's Zay maybe it's ETN Jamal whoever it is and, and you continue to um, you know continue to feed that that hot hand I think the one thing as coaches and play callers you can't get caught up into saying okay I've got to get all our guys this many targets this many touches that's not the way the game is played and and we ask our quarterback to do the right thing with the football. So it's exciting to have weapons available to you, but it's also uh, you got to stay within the game plan and the framework of, of team, right, to be able to get a, get a win and, and, and go on the road and do that. The Doug Peterson Show airs Thursdays at 5 o'clock on the Jaguars radio network. With the call of the game Sunday on Fox Sports, it's play-by-play man Kenny Albert. The NFL on Fox is celebrating its 30th season this year, and Albert is the only game announcer to be on the air for all 30 seasons on Fox. He knows the Jaguars are trending upward. Absolutely, and it's sort of reminiscent. I remember doing a couple of games early on, uh, around 95, 96, 97, when the Jaguars first came into the league, and I specifically remember uh, a game... I'm pretty sure it was 95 meeting with Tom Coughlin for the first time. And then the next year they have the great success in the playoffs as did Carolina, the two expansion teams from 95. So I've always been a big fan of Doug Peterson uh, did many Eagles games during his tenure there. And uh, he's done a terrific job in Jacksonville, watching the progression of Trevor Lawrence and the entire team uh, haven't worked a game. Like I said, since 2018 involving the Jaguars, but watched the playoff games last year and, 
in preparing for this game. Uh, very excited to sit down with with Doug and Trevor and a couple of the others on Saturday and then call the game on Sunday. Kenny Albert, NFL on Fox with us. Jaguars, Colts coming up. Well, you know what helps a head coach have great success is a franchise quarterback, and they seem to have one here in Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence. And we all know what happened his rookie season. Not an ideal start for him, but a reset last year. And about halfway through, he really started to figure it out. But that growth can continue now. Everybody's back. This is this is a rare moment that everybody almost is back from an offense and a defense, for that matter, from last season before all the contract things happen in the next year or two. And that can help the quarterback continue to grow. But what can that growth do, yeah, for the football team, but for the organization as a whole? No, you're right, JP. That continuity, having just about every starter back is huge. You know, we've seen teams that have had success in the past just get decimated in free agency, lose players along the way. Um, but when you talk about Trevor Lawrence, you know, I think back to so many quarterbacks um, who didn't necessarily have that success right away or even play the, much the first year. Um, you know, Drew Brees sat uh, his first year out in San Diego. Uh, Aaron Rodgers sat for three years in Green Bay behind Brett Favre before he got an opportunity. And uh, you think back to Troy Aikman and Eli uh, Manning and Peyton Manning, their first years, uh, you know, the stats weren't that great. It was a learning experience. So it does take time. And uh, when you look at what Trevor did last year during the second half of the season, uh, you could tell just the confidence is building, um, you know, working with with Doug Peterson and the coaching staff you know, for the first time and, and just growing each, each week. And uh, it certainly uh, plateaued up during the latter stages of the regular season last year into the postseason. And the Jaguars uh, certainly hope that it carries over uh, to the start of this season. The full conversation with Kenny Albert available now on the official Jaguars podcast network. Let's wrap the week with wide receiver Zay Jones with John Osier on the Ozone podcast. You make sure the kids in the room understand that, that, hey, just because this was sweet last year sure, doesn't mean that it's given. I think where my father comes to play in, in the question that you're asking is he has emphasized uh, the business and production-based um, style, okay. um, a performance that that happens in this league. Um, and it's it's hard because you have to maintain, like, this harmony of coming to work, doing your job, having fun, mm -hmm. um, bonding with with guys, and enjoying time with your coaches, but ultimately knowing that um, there is sort of you know a darker side of the the business right. that incurs, and so um, we have to be ready to go at every moment. Um, each week presents its own opportunities, and you have to adapt to those to those weeks and and those years, and so. As a leader in the room, it's trying to help create the sense of urgency of understanding how difficult this is going to be um, and how challenging of an aspect it is to climb this hill um, into the playoffs. But at the same time, you know, who wants to live uptight and just, um, you know, just tense all the time? Right. And, and so I, I think what the Jags uh, have done at least has created that environment of like, we know what it takes. We, we understand what's in front of us. We understand, you know, the expectations that come with it, but we focus on us. We, we enjoy mm -hmm. ourselves and we work hard in the same sense. So I'm um, very grateful to, to be here. I don't want you know, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a, a, a cliche, but does Doug being a former player help 
him relay what you're talking about? Sort of find that balance, or is that, or uh, do all coaches realize that? No, um, I mean that it's a business, and, and you got to have sure, fun with it. Sure, sure, yeah. I think, I think Doug can relate to us in the sense of knowing what our bodies go through, knowing okay. mentally what we're experiencing. Um, you know, the grueling days of camp and things like that. He's he's gone through the the dog days, so to speak. Um, but Doug has his own unique style of how he gets things done. Um, he, you can tell that he cares about us and he cares about his players. But like any, you know, using the analogy of of, of a father figure, mm-hmm. he's not afraid to discipline and be hard right. and be tough and and also understanding that he may see some things that we don't see and we just have to trust him and right. trust what he's doing. So if he's changing practices around, if he's manipulating weights or, you know, walkthroughs throughout the day or whatever it is, he's doing it for a particular reason. And for myself, um, I I haven't won a championship yet at this mm-hmm. level. And so in those areas, I do lean into Doug's expertise and the, the guys in the room who may have a little bit more experience than I do. So it's, it's a working conglomerate of just everyone just, you know, putting their chips in and and really striving at this thing together. The Full Ozone Podcast available on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. You can subscribe on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. And of course, we love the feedback, so leave us a comment and a five-star rating. We have arrived at week one. We're on the air Sunday with the Public's Tailgate Show at 10 o'clock, followed at noon with Countdown to Kickoff on the Jaguars Radio Network. The official kickoff time is 1.02 at Lucas Oil Stadium in downtown Indy. Thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by Everbank.